Frank takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Welcome to A Little Mass. Can't even with you. I'm so bad at you. I'm over here thinking this girl is just messing around. Tell boys for you if you know the melody of what the original song is of that. If I did a good enough job. Oh my gosh. And I need to rehear it, re-listen to it. How much wood? What a woodchuck, chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Nope, I don't know. It's only the beginning part that's real clear. It's there's a boy. It's oh, Whitney no. Houston. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just how would I know? It's same. how would I know? It's the melody. How will I know if you really... <laughs> you gotta sing the chorus, girl. Start me off there, okay? Start me off there. Hola, familia. Welcome to another episode, crazy episode of A Little Mas. You're here with your sisters, Mabel and Celeste. Woo-woo! Woo-woo. So, I have, um, a.k.a. Friends, Phoebe, Sexy Voice. Ew. Today. I do. That's what you, you think. You know when she... In the episode of Friends where Phoebe gets sick... And she has like that raspy voice. She's like, saying Hello, smelly my cat. babies. Yeah. <laughs> and she's all trying to, but then when she feels better, she's trying to get sick. Yes, again. she's all grabbing everybody's Kleenex. Yes. Yeah, so gross. I apologize ahead of time for me. I'm going to try very hard not to cough or anything like that, but the throat is dry. Okay. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds yes. dry. You may also you hear thing. tidbits here and there of the, of the kitties. They are mm-hmm. with us today. That's okay. Right. We got a good one. Is that right, my sister? Yes, that's right. Always. Aren't they always? Aren't they always? <laughs> <laughs> it's all popping that collar. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. This one, Sally came across um, as she was reading this article, and she's like, you know what? I think um, this applies to us, and who knows? Maybe there's a part of our family out there that can relate to this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell them, oh, first off, girl, lay down what today's episode is all about. Today's episode, girl, maintaining a marriage long after the honeymoon stage. Long after. We talking about long after. Like maybe a decade after. Yeah. Or getting At close least. to a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And we can relate to this because I'm about to hit a decade mm-hmm. at oh, the end of this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, okay. You don't know about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Sally is well, all past yeah, the I'm at 13. I'm about to be at 14 this <laughs> yeah. year. Okay. I was just doing the math of one year with 15 days. That's crazy. Okay. So in, what was it? Was it episode 62 or 61 where you talked about, you know, you were hoping for your 10 year anniversary to go do something like real romantic and stuff like that. Oh, that's a good Are question. you going to do anything for this? For, for, I mean, when you hit 15? I would like to. Oh my gosh, my ideal thing would be like to be do some kind of a like vow renewal or something, you know. Yeah. Like my ideal thing would be like, girl, get real snatched, you know, have an oh awesome dress, you know, and like redo it just a little bit, you know, kind of uh-huh. like how we always talked about wanting something really intimate with just like, you know, just, you know, I don't know, a I handful of people or something, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what okay, I'm saying? And just like a vow renewal. Yeah. Like, I would love to do that. That's my ideal. Like, I just got to get myself together. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> but that would be my ideal thing. That's okay. what I would love to do. 
are you wanting to do that for 15 or you want to wait till like 20? I would want to do it for 15. Okay. I, ideally, I want to do it at 10, but that didn't happen. You know, know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't get snatched in quick enough yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So okay. now we had to wait just a little bit longer. But that's okay. like, it's a great motivator, you know, yeah. to like get it together. Get it together, girl. Okay. So that is why we're saying we can relate to this uh article that Tilly's going to walk That's us right. through. That's right. And you know what? I think you were talking about what episode did we talk about that? And oh. it was episode 62. Oh, okay. We were talking about like my 10-year wedding anniversary and how I spent that. Yeah. So check out episode 62. For That's me right. If you haven't yet. Okay. So the article was called or is called What Your Marriage Needs After 10 Years That It Didn't Need At First. Mm-hmm. That's what got me right there. I said, what? Yes. Walk us through it, Tilly. So basically... It's written by Jen Ferguson. Yes. She's awesome. And I love because she quotes... Gary Chapman and I love him love him if you haven't read any of his books he's the author of the five love languages which we've talked about in like yes. past episodes yes yeah. I love him it's real helpful um very very helpful um and so one of the things she quotes him one of the things that he writes in his books is being in love is an emotional and obsessive experience however emotions change and obsessions fade and then Jen goes on to just kind of mentioned that there's research out there that indicates that the average lifespan of the in love stage is actually two years. What? No. I was like, are you serious? Two years. For some, it might be a bit longer and for others a bit less. But that feeling, that obsessive feeling of like, I'm in love. Oh my gosh, butterflies and you know, all this stuff typically lasts two years, give or take. It could be less. It could be more, but two years is where that span lives okay so then what what am i feeling then towards my husband because i think i'm in love with him yes but yes it's not like the oh my gosh he just looked at me yes no i think this is this refers to like that new nub new nub (laughs) (laughs) new nubbin (laughs) new love that newness you know that butterflies that like you know think about them all the time and you know it Uh it's different right as the longer we're together with somebody especially in marriage these feelings change and evolve. It's more of a, you know, this mutual appreciation for one another, this respect. Not that you didn't have that before, but it's this this love that we have now in like our ninth year of marriage, our 10th, 13th, 14th, whatever year of marriage, it changes because we've been through stuff. We go through things, trials, tribulations, heartaches, you know, um, accomplishments, you know, really high highs and really low lows. Yeah. So it changes. This is when it when they talk about that two-year maybe even itch, if you will. It's really just that newness. Okay. You know, what you would feel like when you're getting to know somebody and you're, you know, which, d- I mean, I would say it does change. I, I don't, I remember, you know, being with my husband when we were dating and we were courting and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the butterflies that came along with it, the like, oh, I can't wait to see him. I can't, it changes. I love him, but it's more coming from a place of like, he's my partner. We're friends. We have, um, I think it's shared just, life experience. I think I'm just having a problem with the phrase of being in love. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think now I've hit like real love. Yeah. You know, I feel I feel like I can totally the whole agree with obsessive that. thing and everything is. Yeah, it's a sense of love, but it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know how in the Bible there's different forms of love. You know. In the Greek, there's like agape love, which mm-hmm. is that unconditional mm-hmm. deep love that like God has for us that we should have for one another. And, and, then and that's like, what you want to have in marriage. Yes. And right. That's what you want to have. have in marriage. I really think, sister, this just really has to do more with like that initial state of attraction that 
almost like that lustful side of it. Like the um, eros, like or the yes, eros type yes, of love. Where it's, yes, very much so. It's much, yeah, like the infatuation, all of this. Yes. Okay. You know, uh, because, I mean, as I heard you speak, something came to mind, and now I'm like, told a train of thought just... Like Sorry. it left me, mm-hmm. but I was thinking you, you were saying something about how you feel like this is a time where you've fallen more in love with your husband. Like yeah. this is like, you're now more I'm in love in now love. than you were like when you originally yes. got married. Right. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. I know that that's been true in my life. I've got like experiences that I was even hoping to share today mm-hmm. of like how that's been true in my life. Um, but the difference is, I think the love now is it's not what they were talking about before, what Gary Chapman talks about in that, Love is an emotional and obsessive experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 that emotional part of it at the beginning because it's brand new, right? Yeah. Now we're not so much in that emotional stage. Now it's like you're choosing every day that this is your partner. Yeah. This is the person you want to honor and respect and cherish. I, every day I choose that because there are days where, listen, I'm not the best me mm-hmm. that I can be, and my husband's not the best him that he can be, yeah. and yet I still choose. Even with that and those you know, quirks or whatever I notice, mm-hmm. I still choose him. I choose you, Pikachu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought this was just so interesting because, okay. you know, when you, when you, when you read it in that way, I was like, what the, so we're clearly way past that two year span of like yeah. that newness kind of love. Yeah. Right. And yet, girlfriend, we're making it work. Okay. <laughs> but it's nice to be, rem- to be reminded and, and read certain things and just kind of remember like, this is why we're making the marriage work. And these are the things we need to be more intentional about practicing and, and, you know, incorporating into our marriage so that it will last another 10, 20, 50, 65 years. Yeah. You know? And so that's what we came across. So here are the five areas where intentionality will help your marriage. According to this article, okay. the first one is intention, being an intentional in in-depth conversation. So, Which is so true. Yes. I have realized that so much more now in my marriage. Like, whereas, yes, when we were first married, of course you want to talk to your spouse, mm-hmm. but there was so much other stuff going on in the moment. Yeah. Now it's like, now that dust is settled, we we pretty much know each other. Yes. You know, like, I yeah. know him. It's not like, what would you do it. if this now? I remember yes. having those conversations <laughs> yeah. with my with my as boyfriend, girlfriend. What would you do if? Yeah. Well, even earlier well, in marriage. How would you like, handle this? You're slowly discovering, like, I didn't know that that bothered you right. or I didn't know this like it didn't bother you when we date yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> um now it's a com- completely different realm like mm-hmm. I pretty much know what makes him tick he knows what makes me tick um and so now that that's why I say now that all the dust has settled I have found that I crave intentional conversation oh, yeah. because we have so much going on and this is why I think I talked about this some episodes ago mm-hmm. was the fact that I don't want us to just come to bed. And yes, we need to decompress. It's been a long day. But to decompress with just our phones in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I crave for us to have a conversation. Yes. And when we go out, like, sometimes I don't want to talk about, you know, just the mundane things we, you know, all the business mm-hmm. of the day or whatever. I just want to, like, how you doing? Boo-boo? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I totally feel this. After being married for a certain amount of time, you really do need in-depth Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, like, one of the things that I love so much about reading this article was um, that Jen was very intentional intentional in in her writing about why having in-depth conversation is important. And one of the things that she mentions is exactly what you said, Maeve. She's, you know, the... the the, Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I can't even (laughs) talk. (laughs) The part about... 
you know, we have, it's very natural and common for us to talk about, you know, carpool, all the mundane daily yes. things that we do every day, right? Who's taking who where, all these things, you know, what our kids did during the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she says something that's, I love this. I got to read it. She says, your partner is rich with stories, struggles, and dreams. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason God brings us together is so that we have someone who will draw those struggles, stories, and dreams out of us. Yeah. And we all become richer in the process. Remember, these conversations are not about fixing, solving, or making things happen. They are about seeking to understand and creating space to listen. And I thought that is so true. Yeah. I know there's times where, you know, I go through all this stuff at work or wherever I'm at. And then I come home and I might decompress like you were talking about. And, you know, I might share these things with my husband. But I've found lately, especially like in the last month or something, I was doing a lot more of that than I ever normally do Mm. and I had to kind of catch myself like you know what is this how I want to spend my time with my husband talking about just these things or do I want it to be more meaningful and I find when we have those conversations about just like you know um things he's heard or learned about over the last couple days you know and he shares those with me and I'm like what all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh I you see him in a whole different light like I do I'm like oh my gosh honey you're so smart Uh like that is so crazy and I fall in love even more like oh all these things I didn't know because it does continue to just fan that flame of that deep agape love you know because you're learning you're realizing like, oh my gosh, yes, my honey, we're real smart. Yeah. It's and just it's like all these facets of them that like we wouldn't know if we didn't ask these questions, if we didn't have these conversations. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm like, dang, babe, okay. Mm-hmm. Get it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that is why it's so important to make time for those in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. Whether it's if you have kids during nap time and you guys are finally able to like sit down on the couch or something mm-hmm. or you need to go out on a date somewhere yeah, to have exactly. that in-depth conversation. Uh, we just have to create time and spaces for yes, that. Yes, to listen. Sometimes it's just even listening to their stories, like how their day went. Mm-hmm. Like I find humor sometimes in how he relates to like, you know, coworkers, friends at work or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there listening. I'm like, what? You, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're so funny. And again, mm-hmm. comes in all of these like this admiration for him of like, oh, I, it's so easy to forget that side yes, of them. It becomes dormant. Yes. You. When you're so busy, like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, did you take so-and-so to school? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you pick up this yes. that I asked you for? It's like, no, you, ha- I definitely, I agree. I we have what to it be does intentional. Is it takes you back to why you're, you're you, you love this person. Yes. You know, yes. you remember like my husband, whenever we're sitting down, we finally have our, our in-depth conversations always end up, like with jokes mm-hmm. and so whenever he just like makes me laugh so hard I'm oh like, um, yeah one of the many reasons why i love <laughs> the you, humor babe. yeah <laughs> you know and, and when you're talking about all the dumb things i mean not, they're not that they're dumb but again all the mundane things mm-hmm. of life and this broke and blah blah blah, blah and what we're gonna do oh this, yeah like you you it does it just becomes kind of dormant in you and you don't you always need to be reminded. That's right. Of the do you guys ever wise. like just talk about like you ever had like those moments with your honey where you're just kind of like hey you talk about like when you guys were dating, you're like, oh, babe, so oh, gosh, you know, what, what was it like They're when this favorite. happened? Yeah. Right? Like that They're whole reminiscing favorite. is like amazing. Get it. Yeah, like you, I it, do it too. All the time. Like, I love it. Uh, yeah, I was thinking this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. <laughs> like, when did you first notice me? And he's all telling you, yeah. and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, tell me what you were thinking that one day we went to. That's we right. Were, yeah, I love picking his brain with that. It's the best thing. I've been there too, and I like it too. It's yeah. just so neat, like to see how they were thinking, and it's that whole. But even that is very helpful. Just yes. reminiscing on like 
when it was new, when you mm-hmm. first met, you know, what drew him to you, what, yeah. you know, he liked about you, what you liked about him, you know, yeah. all of those little reminders are so, so well, important. I told you right there, my favorite memory that we both did that mm-hmm. was he just randomly brought it up where after or the, the night of my quinceanera, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we were at mom's house. And we were watching Count of Monte Cristo. Right. And both of our hands were like next to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I so wanted him to just hold my hand. And but I wasn't going to go make, the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to make the first move. And we were both just kind of there, like our hands just resting next to each yeah. other, like losers. <laughs> but I didn't think that moment meant anything to him. I just thought it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. And then years later, right, we were already married. Uh, he tells me, he's like, yeah, I remember that one day. He's like, I wanted to hold your hand so bad. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <I'm at war." laughs> but I, because then I was like, babe, no way. I wanted to hold mm-hmm. your hand so bad. I didn't know that that moment. Like that you even remember really that. Matter. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, no, I remember that day. He's like, I like realized how much I liked you. And I was like, oh, oh. wow. Like, oh my gosh. You're so crazy. <laughs> yeah, you love to hear that. Yeah. Like when you wanted me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're right. Those are important. Sorry. Heck yeah. All right. So being intentional with in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yes. So important. Next one. Intentional <laughs> sacrifice. I know we're all like, oh, gosh, this is a deep one. Yeah. <laughs> Intentional sacrifice. Really more to do with the fact that, you know, it's more about you have to be intentional about what's best for us versus me. And, you know, that form of sacrificial love is really one of the hardest things. Oh, yeah. It's it's really one of those learned disciplines mm-hmm. that you have to. Be so like intentional is the word here. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional about mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I like that they say, you know, good marriages are with where both people are sacrificing That's for right. each other and for the benefit of the marriage, not just one. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. Sometimes I've seen that or even even within like my own marriage, there were times where like maybe my husband was the one that was sacrificing mm-hmm. um, in a season of time. And I was being more stubborn or there were times or then there are seasons where like I'm being the one that's more sacrificing, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe he wasn't. But it's like it just never worked. Right. It couldn't just be one of us. It had to be both of us. Mm-hmm. So I thank the Lord that eventually we both learned and realized, OK, we're never going to make it far if there's only one of us that feels like you're sacrificing. Because after a while, I mean, we're human. Mm-hmm. I would love to say that I can love the way Jesus loves. Oh, I know. But it yeah. gets so hard. Mm-hmm. And so there are points where you do start building up maybe even some resentment mm-hmm. or like, how come it's always me? I'm always the one giving. Right. You know? That's where it's hard because our ego has this tendency to get in the way. Yeah. And that just muddies things. It just makes things so complicated and so difficult mm-hmm. because it's once we're in that place of like, woe is me and, you know, I'm always giving, I'm always giving, it makes it really hard to then want to be sacrificial, you know, and, and want to see how the other, you know, the marriage is more important than my needs. That's not to say that my needs aren't important because they are, my husband's needs are very important as well. Right. Um, so it's not about tearing his needs down or him tearing my needs down. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding that we both have needs and how do we meet each other at that at that space of understanding one another so that we can make things work so that we can meet each other's needs and then still grow our relationship together. Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing is acknowledging the fact like, look, 
it's not just me here. Mm-hmm. It's both of us. So if I'm feeling this way, my spouse must also be feeling that his needs aren't being met in a certain way either. Yeah. And this is why I love the fact, I feel like as I was reading through this article, that each point of intentionality builds up on each other. Oh, yeah. If we're not having these in-depth conversations, when am I going to tell you mm-hmm. that I feel like the certain need isn't being met? Mm-hmm. And then create a space where you can tell me that maybe I haven't been meeting your needs yes. as well. It just reminds me of, I mean, I don't know. Have you been keeping up with This Is Us? The Kardashians? No. <laughs> okay. Every time and time I say no. <laughs> I'm just like, why? We always got to take it there, my sister. <laughs> Keep it up with what? This is us. Oh, of course. Right? Oh Did you just watch the most recent one? Family. Uh, listen, Familia, this uh-huh. is going to be a spoiler. So yes. please, walk away. Shut this off for a sec. <laughs> Let us do I our little bit. I think the point that this episode will air, it'll, be, it'll probably be this Oh, yeah, you're right. You're then. right. But still, spoiler. In case you, like, are forward. super far behind. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, you might be a whole season behind yes. and need to catch up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, this is kind of very similar to kind of what they've been going through on this show. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, Beth and Randall. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this just kind of reminds me of that. You were talking about how we got to be intentional about not only stating what we need, but then understanding that our husbands, our spouses have mm-hmm. needs. And then meeting each other at that place where it's like, okay, what are these needs and how do we help each other meet these needs, right? So Beth and Randall are at this crossroads right now where Beth is feeling like she's constantly having to sacrifice. She said in the... Like you know, steamrolls over her. Yeah, and that she's always bending and that the relationship only works because she bends to his needs. And I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he doesn't get it. He's not understanding because in his mind, he's like, I've always been very supportive of you. I don't understand. All of a sudden now, 20 years later, you have this like epiphany. That you want to go back to dance. And how is that my fault? You've never said that. But then you see kind of in their history how... She has this tendency of like she'll tell him this is what I need, but then she sees that it hurts him and so much. So then like, she'll ah, take then she sugarcoats. Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's not that bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So her needs never get met, and in doing that, she is becoming an accomplice to the very thing that she resents him for now, mm-hmm. and that's what's hard. Yeah. Communication is key, mm-hmm. right? Being able to like, I think a healthy relationship is one where. You can express those concerns, your hurts, your frustrations, even about your partner mm-hmm. and have them hold those for you and not be worried that like they're going to fall apart because I just shared how unhappy I was with or dissatisfied I was with X thing that just happened. But with that said, it also matters how you crump come across. Of course. You can't be like, it's because you and the blah, 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 no. this and that. Nobody's going to want to hear that. You're absolutely right. It's all, it's got to be done in love, right? It's always, we've always talked about it. It has to be done in love. You're definitely not going to make the other person feel attacked because that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If we attack the other person, if we start off with, you always do this. That's why I love I statement, right? Mm-hmm. I feel sad when I'm talked down to. I feel sad when... My feelings aren't taken into consideration. I feel disappointed when appointments aren't kept, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't know. Family visits aren't kept or whatever the case is, right? That's different than, you know, I hate it when you don't show up. You know, I hate it when, you don't make no time. Right? Yeah. You never make time for me. Those kinds of things. So you're right. You're right. Absolutely right, Mabes. And I love that you brought that up. It's true. It's how... We have to also be very tactful in how we share our disappointments and dissatisfactions with our partner because we love them. Yeah. And we've got to think about how would we, again, going back to what's better for the relationship versus me. Because I can in a heartbeat be like, you did this and you did that and I can't stand that. But yeah. does that help my relationship? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because that causes a rift between me and my partner that yeah. I love. Yeah. 
So I got to be more intentional about showing kindness, Mm -hmm. even when I'm expressing my feelings, my hurts, my frustrations. Yeah. Uh, One of the other points that they say is obviously, and this goes without saying, once you've been together for so long, making moments intentionally where you guys can have some type of intimacy, whether that's, you know, physical intimacy or whether that's um, emotional intimacy, quality time, quality time. Yeah. But it's very important to make time for that. That's true. You know, so I love that. So That's that goes true. without saying, because Heck yeah. whether it doesn't matter how many years you've been together, for some reason, once you're married, it becomes easy to just you do you. Yeah. Right? And then kids come into the picture and then it's and like it's we do everything harder. with the kids. It's now a family event, yes. family function for everything. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You, you got to find moments. you and, and your partner uh-huh. time. Just you two. That's right. You know what I mean? Go back to the dating scene. I love Go, that. We've yeah. talked about it before. Like, I just love it when it's just kind of me and, and now hubby. You're married, so you can do more than just what right? you do it in the <laughs> That's right, girl. Yeah. You know? Uh, I also love point number four because it talks about intentional spiritual growth. Right. It's so important. Because <laughs> our little, yeah. yes. It's so important to grow spiritually together. Yes, that's the truth. And within yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think. Well, this is the moment for that spiritual reflection, right? Like yeah. taking moments with you within yourself to figure out, like, where am I at right now? What do I need spiritually? You know, <laughs> reflecting on that stuff. And then being able to discuss that with your with your spouse. Yeah. Like, hey, babe, this is where I'm at. Like, where are you at? Asking them where they're at. Yeah. That's big, too. Because we could be on total opposite sides Pages. of the spectrum. And yeah. if we are, then that becomes a conflict. That becomes a problem. I know that the, um, the writer uses an example of learning about the Enneagram. We've talked about the Enneagram in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done it, too. We, yeah. Right? yeah. I it think was we all so did it neat. around the same time. It was time. so neat, yeah. And it's so true. Doing the Enneagram really helped me because I realized why the areas that I struggle and why I struggle in them, mm-hmm. but the things that are good things that I do could also be the things that are causing me to struggle. That's right. Right. Like, so I'm a two. I've shared that. Mm-hmm. I was like a clear two. Which is what is a two sister for our family? Oh, that is so a no. A two is the helper. Mm-hmm. Right. And the there's helper, different categories, right? This Enneagram is like this. Um, questionnaire the survey that you fill out personally answer questions and Uh it gives you different categories that you might fall into we all have certain different traits but there's some that maybe we we um tend to lean into more than others and for you it was being the helper yes so um which is great like i i love to obviously i love to help Mm -hmm. that's in the name i um but the thing is I, I do it and sometimes forget myself. Mm. Like I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing because it's like I need people to see that I love them, that I care about them, that I would do anything for them. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you just don't take a moment to think like for your, you know, what are your needs? What are my needs? And that can lead to burnout and, because you're always giving, giving, yes. but not being very clear about what you need and it from can others lead to being upset or resentful people that aren't helpers and that's they're like, right really? you don't see me working my <laughs> okay. why are you not working but it's because they are their own they have their own qualities right maybe maybe there's something different there's something yeah like other qualities right or, other qualities were like the leader i was a peacemaker yeah. oh were you yeah. yeah yeah see and so it's just like you and they you, all have their like great benefits but then also yes. things because you are that way these things can get in the way. So for me, it's like I'm the peacemaker. I'm always kind of working to make sure that everyone's okay, everyone's okay. Uh-huh. But then it gets into my own way because then I have a hard time setting up for myself. Oh, yeah. Right? So like I talk about all the time, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And I've worked on that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, if they yeah. had like an AA for like 
people please people, <laughs> i would be in that you know support group um definitely something that i've had to learn you know as i as i reflect on my own self and what i do and you know how mm-hmm. i interact with other people and how i do relationships i've learned it's okay to say no yeah there is nothing wrong with that it's part of having healthy healthy boundaries and you know how you take care of yourself yeah. but it's something that i had to learn i wasn't born knowing that you and know? i think that's why it helps to know you don't have to necessarily do the enneagram but those those tools are helpful because yeah. you, you can analyze yourself mm-hmm. and then when you read scriptures that say like let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes mm-hmm. then as a peacemaker you can really take that to mm-hmm. yourself and be like yes i need to start doing that mm-hmm. if i really don't want to do it let my no be no mm-hmm. and be okay with it and move on mm-hmm. and understand like they just have to understand yeah you know like now i can i can take scriptures for myself and realize like ah lord <laughs> Yep, that one's for me. Mm-hmm. And something that you were saying was really important too, that yes, it's important, because they focus on yes, imp- it's important for you to grow spiritually, individually. But I would add on top of that, like what we were talking about was, it's also important together. Yes. To see each other's relationship and what it is like in the Lord together. Mm-hmm. Because I know my husband, for instance, he got us this devotional book that we've been doing. And it helps me because I get to see him, how he leads our home Oh, yeah. And man... If there's something attractive, there's that. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Oh my gosh, I can totally like relate to that. Leads you in the Lord. I can relate to that 100. percent My is. husband. We've talked about how my husband loves to read scripture and like. Uh-huh. Oh he, yes. He like. I mean, if there any study that you can get on the word, like uh-huh. the Bible, like, he is all about it. Yeah. And so he'll try to share things with me. And sometimes, and this even this is important because I know how much that means to him. And so I'm more of a worship person. We've talked about this before. He loves reading scripture. He loves growing in the word, which is amazing. And I need to be better at that too. Like that's my own personal conviction. I got to be better at that. And so sometimes he will try to, you know, encourage me like, Hey babe, let's go through. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm already falling asleep. Like (laughs) kind of a thing. Not always, but sometimes it happens. And I have to remember this is important to him. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's also important to me. Mm -hmm. And just the other day, he had he'd come across this sermon that was amazing and he's like honey you have to he's i'd like for you to sit down and listen to it usually it's because i'm busy i don't have time i'll do it on my own yeah but i was like you know what okay i made the time i sat down with him and it was such a good message and it was funny because then today he's all excited babe i got another one for us i've been listening to it it's great Mm -hmm. and he's like this one's gonna convict you right that's what he tells me and i was like wait wait a minute Uh do you ever get convicted listening (laughs) to these (laughs) and he kind of smirks he's like babe yes absolutely he's like that's why i want to share with you that's what I was gonna say. You know, that's what he was trying to say was, "Girl, it convicted me. It's gone." I'm like, "What are you trying to say? I'm just, this, just a heathen over here." Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but he was just like, "No, no." He's like, it, "Of course, baby." He's like, "Absolutely, it does." Mm-hmm. He's like, "But I know how much, like, you know, these get, like, how much you, you really grow from these." He's like, "I grow." He's like, "And so I want it to be for both of us." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh," and it just was so sweet because I was like, "Oh, okay, I get that." Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the way he leads me too. So yeah. I, it was really neat. So I get what you're saying yeah, when you say that. I think it is. It's important for us. To kind of grow. Yes, Anita. Agua. Ahí está tu agua. Yes. They're getting hungry. It's lunchtime. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's really important. Our last point that I find just as equally important as all the others is point number five, being intentional about community, having community. What I love about this is it's pretty much just talking about how marriage is hard especially when you're looking at things like social media, everything's supposed to be so perfect. And we know marriage is not perfect. Marriage is difficult. It's something that like we talked about, 
marriage is something that like we talked about we have to be intentional about right if we want a successful and a healthy marriage we've got to be intentional about what we're pouring into our marriage how much of our time you know how much of our commitment Mm -hmm. you know all of that stuff we got to be intentional about this so it's always good to surround yourself with people who have the same mindset of what how important marriage is mm-hmm. and what it takes to keep a marriage intact, mm-hmm. right? I think that's important because we all go through our ups and downs. And let's be real. If we have a support system of people that we gravitate towards when we're going through a hard time, specifically when it has to do with our marriage, mm-hmm. I would imagine we want to be around people who support us and say, you know what, I have the same type of mindset about you that you have regarding how important marriage is and what it takes to keep that marriage. You know when someone is a, a good person, like a good soundboard, mm-hmm. a wise soundboard, mm-hmm. when you're going through hard times, when they're willing to open up your eyes to look. I get that this has been difficult because of your spouse, mm-hmm. but I need you to take a minute to analyze the things that you've been doing. Right? Too. How have we been contributing? Yeah, it can't to just it. be if someone's just like, "Yes, boo, you're right. He's so dumb. Blah blah blah. I can't believe he would do this to you." Oh, but you know that person maybe is not the best. Yeah, wise soundboard for you to That's go to right. all the time. Because I need to be able, like, there have been times, like, with you, you told me, like, okay, I, I get you're frustrated. You have every right to be. Mm-hmm. But t- take a moment and see how the way you came about it or blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. was not the right way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, dang, okay, you're right. <laughs> you know? But I know, it, we always say it takes two to tango, yeah. right? This argument didn't start up by nope. itself. And I could maybe have valid points, but there's probably a way that I could have done it maybe better mm-hmm. or there's something that I cannot see in the moment right in front of me that maybe I did to contribute to this problem. That's right. So I need people that are going to be honest with me and tell me those things. Mm -hmm. And so even with, with my community of like friends that, you know, are married when they're going through something, I try to be that for them because it's like, if I love this person, I need to open up their eyes too to me what they're doing, but I will never, (laughs) and I may, and I've said this again, I will never be the one to be like, but this is what you got to do. Oh no. Because at the end of the day, it's your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the exact thing. I wasn't in the midst of mm-hmm. that problem. I'm not there every single yeah, day. Yeah, we don't see it all. No. Only they do. So That's you may right. only be giving me your side or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. And people tend to do that, right? When we're when oh, we're yeah. like I super dissatisfied yeah. with someone's like, let me vent. Let me tell you how I saw uh-huh. it. All we can see is how we perceive the situation yeah. to be. And it's really hard because it's such a disservice to our partners, to mm-hmm. our spouses. You know, so I agree with you 100%, sister. It's true. Yeah. I think it's important to be intentional about the friends that we choose. I think it's important to be real about our struggles because there's growth in that. You know, you've been through things that I haven't been through. I've been through things that maybe you haven't been through. And being able to share you being real about those struggles, I'm like, dang, not only is it inspiring mm-hmm. it's, and, and motivational, but it's like, wow, all of a sudden you realize there is hope. I'm yeah. not alone in this. Like, our, you know, our relationship, yes. we're not alone in this. You know, maybe you got out of a really tough situation. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You guys, you guys made it through, you know, God saw you through that. That's amazing. And this is my thing too, is you may have a larger group of friends that you love, but there might only be like a handful or maybe even one person Mm -hmm. that you actually feel comfortable going to when you're going through hard times with your spouse. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably a good thing. Yeah. You definitely don't want to have, because we've talked about too, being very careful about oversharing about our own intimate things regarding our relationship. That's private. If you have somebody that you, you know can go to and you know that they're that they can hold that yes. and not use it against you and not and think not of your tell in a other people way. right yes that can hey, that's good. right that can love you guys unconditionally mm-hmm. and wants the best for your relationship yeah those are the people but you once know, you realize you like trust. it's affecting the people you need to know to like you know what maybe this isn't something i should be sharing that's right with these certain people they still love me they care about me but 
it, it's just not the best that's thing. true because at the end of the day what's important is your relationship with your spouse mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right sister i think once you start to share with somebody and you start to realize that they're starting to look at your spouse in a different kind of way that's, that's when that's tip. a huge indicator that mm-hmm. like i need to stop sharing that much with this person because yeah. they can't keep these these issues compartmentalize like they can't separate yeah. my husband from my frustration and that's and okay. now they're getting frustrated with my partner we probably know people like that that's all yeah. right it's yeah. not like they're doing anything wrong no but it's like then you need to realize okay then that friend of mine it's how you care for that friend yes right it, how you a, care for that friend exactly is like it. look I, i'm gonna because i love you i won't share as much because i realize it affects you in a different kind of way mm-hmm. and clearly i love my spouse yeah you know and at the end of the day you're the one that knows best what you need to do for mm-hmm. your relationship not anyone else yeah. as much as they're helpful and their intentions are good you know yeah we we got it's always about boundaries you know how yes. we protect one another and yes, how we yes, care yes. for one another yeah so i love it i'm gonna honestly start implementing these a lot more and be more intentional about them Mm -hmm. so again being intentional with in-depth conversations being intentional um with intimacy being intentional with sacrifice being Mm -hmm. intentional with community Mm -hmm. being intentional with growing spiritually together all of these are really good once you've again hit long you know I was gonna say long gone. <laughs> once you've, once you've, once you've been together for a hot minute, for right? A hot and you want to keep your marriage intact because it's yes. important. You gotta be intentional. We yeah. always have to be intentional, but I think it's easier to forget that we have to be intentional in those first two years because it's so brand new. Everything's uh-huh. wonderful. Nothing can yeah. bring us down. But then after you've been married, let's be real. After you've been married for ten years or nine years or eight years, however mm-hmm. long it's been, hardship happens. Yeah. You go through things, or maybe. Or maybe it's not even hardship. Maybe you're just getting so complacent. That's true. Complacency. That's true. Well, how you handle all of life when it comes at you Mm -hmm. is a huge indicator of whether or not you're in a good relationship or not. Yeah. Right. And 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 the way that you handle that with each other, with compassion, with love, with understanding, Mm -hmm. that's going to get you through it. Yeah. Because we've been there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like in the moments when I've been at my lowest Mm -hmm. because of loss or whatever, and I've seen my husband be there for me, and I've seen like the love and the compassion in his eyes for me mm-hmm. i have honest to goodness from the bottom of my heart fallen in love with him deeper in those moments yeah. even though they were sucky moments to go through mm-hmm. than i would have you know having times. having a great time with him yeah even true. though those are great and wonderful moments that i would mm-hmm. never you know under undermine or want to take back but it's just in those in those moments where i have felt great loss mm-hmm. and he's been there to comfort and love on and and just be there with me when nobody else was. I'm like, boo, God is so good for giving me you. Like, I yeah. am so in love. Yeah, dang. You know, okay, it's God for real. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen to this one. I'm going to tell him to listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the end, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. So marriage, it's a lot of hard work, but mm-hmm. it's so worth it when you do these things. That's you know, right. to keep the marriage going, to keep this row of you know, let's keep this row to keep it's this boat. Like, this row of folk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I was going to end it good, too. <laughs> what exactly did you mean, my sister? No, to keep this boat afloat. Oh, got <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, if I mess it up one more time. <laughs> but you know us, family. We got some serious moments, but then we come back to what it truly is. It's all about the laughter. Thank you, Familia, for joining us on this week's episode. We love you. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, a little mass, a little mass underscore, and our website, a little mass podcast.com, where you can find all our past episodes. You can find our lifestyle page where we have tips on their beauty tips. We got 
crafts that maybe you want to make. We got even last year we did a um, spring wreath. Oh yeah, it was DIY. So yeah, go ahead and turn that on. You know when you're bored. Uh, springtime again, spring guys. Time again. <laughs> <laughs> Special time will be a Sally. Okay. <laughs> We love you and appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for those of you that have left ratings. If you haven't, leave them for us. We love reading them and seeing what you guys think about each episode. As always, um, we just love and appreciate you. And appreciate you. Yes. For now, this is Mabel and Celeste. And you've been listening to A Little Little Mass. Adios.